0: Hey y'all, so when it comes to bodies, weight loss is not really something that I'm pursuing right now. But as you know, one of Vanessa's family members has been taking a GLP-1 medication and it's worked really well for him. So if that is part of your journey, you should check out the Roe Body Program. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Roe's partner handles all the insurance paperwork to help get the medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. Go to ro.co slash infamous. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash infamous. This episode contains descriptions of violence that may be disturbing for some listeners.
1: It's nighttime in the canyons of West LA. Riley's standing on Bel Air Place.
2: So, from the street level, you you really can't see it. There's only five houses on that street.
1: This is Joe's house. Quiet cul-de-sac, just a few other homes.
2: Across the street is uh, Quincy Jones. He's at 1110 Bel Air.
1: He says he's creeping in the house through a side door.
2: I don't hear any chimes for the alarm, so it's all good. I go to look at the alarm keypad, and I see that, you know, I didn't trip any alarms.
1: Riley walks right into Joe's modernist house. You know, the glass, the square angles. It's just enormous, more than 6,000 square feet, full in the back.
2: Two bedrooms upstairs, two downstairs with a a big office. It's a house for partying.
1: But what Riley is about to do is not going to be a party for Joe. Riley says he knows a big mafia figure. And this mafia figure says he has an associate whose daughter has allegedly been wronged by Joe Francis. So Joe has to pay. It won't be a severed horse head in the sheets, like The Godfather, but it has to be a message that will scare the shit out of Joe.
2: This was payback. This is something that had to happen. This was uh, uh, something I was going to enjoy doing. There wasn't much to consider. Um, you know, will I or won't I? It was just a matter at that point of when will I do it.
1: From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Vanessa Grigoriadis, and this is Infamous. We're on episode three of our five-part series, Boy Gone Wild. So last episode, Panama City officials waged war on Joe Francis and those spring break documentaries. He'd been arrested on a whole slew of charges. Pretty serious stuff. And I should say, Joe is denying those allegations. But a case this high profile takes a long time to wind its way through court. So while he's getting ready to fight the allegations, he's back in LA, just no cares in the world. He's even at a nightclub when Riley creeps into Bel Air. And now Riley's inside Joe's house. The first thing he has to do is make sure no one else is.
2: Maybe there was a guest staying there who didn't go out with him.
1: Remember, this is Riley's account, and Joe issued a blanket denial to all of our questions. As you know, Riley now has in his hand a pink, multi-pronged device.
2: It had gained attention when it was profiled in Sex in the City.
1: Ladies, I'd like you to meet the rabbit. Look! Oh, it's so cute! Oh, I thought it would be all scary and weird, but it isn't. It's, it's pink for girls. Oh. And look, the little bunny has a little space, oh. like Peter Rabbit.
2: And it's even got a remote. I mean, how lazy do you have to be?
1: So Riley's got the rabbit, but he places that to the side. He's still got a few other things to do. He's poking around.
2: I look around for a couple of other things that were on my list.
1: Riley's talking about things that could be valuable, that Joe might want back later. Girls Gone Wild master DV tapes. Some types of
2: paperwork. Make some copies of a couple of his files, a couple of things that could be of interest going forward banking records, names of companies, how he was hiding his money.
1: Riley has been in the house for a while.
2: I waited. I waited. I give my updates. Uh, he's still at the club. I figure he's going to be leaving any minute because he does have an early flight to Mexico the next day. It's a good three to five minute drive of windy roads from the point of him turning off of Sunset to get to his home. We knew that that night he was in his Ferrari. He arrives home about 12.30. Uh, I hear the gate open. He comes pulling in. I hear his footsteps. Once he stepped through the door and I heard it close behind him, I had a little flash grenade. And I screamed out, freeze, police. I've known this even with guys in the criminal world, gangsters. If if you draw down on them saying, freeze, police, they think maybe it is the cops. You just bought yourself two to five seconds of them being stunned where you can hop on them. I put cuffs on him. He's not saying anything, he's he's just shocked. Now I had a gun, and if you have a gun, the gun has one purpose, it's to kill him. All right, the secondary purpose is to uh, to scare him to comply with your demand. But was I prepared to kill him? Yes, that's why I had the gun. As Soon as he came in the door, I could have just killed him. But that's not what I wanted to do, but I knew that that could happen. I have him cuffed. And now he's my captive. Now I have a mask on, like a, a ski mask on that covers my nose, and I have a, a beanie cap. You can see my eyes, but that's it. I put a like a, a black knapsack around his head. He's afraid, he wants to know why. Almost immediately he started asking me, did Muhammad send you?
1: Mohamed Hadid is a real estate developer. He's also the dad of two
2: supermodels.
1: Gigi and Bella Hadid, they are the industry's most talked about duo.
2: Mohamed was building his home down in Mexico. They had a falling out. He immediately starts asking me if Mohamed sent me. I don't care if he thinks, you know, his mom sent me. Let him think that.
1: Obviously, Muhammad had nothing to do with this. But anyway, Riley now brings his mouth close to Joe's ear, and he speaks quietly.
2: So whispering in his ear, there's the ominous God hovering over you who could snatch your life at any point. I ask him the code to that safe. And he says, I never opened the safe. I, I've never opened it since I've lived here.
1: And Riley repeats his demand in a whisper.
2: I take him to the, the safe, and I once again say give me the combo to the safe. I never used it, I never used it. I take him into his bedroom and I had already set up the tripod with the camera. So I sit him on his bed face down on his stomach and then I, I step behind him and I take the mask off and he sees the camera set up. That's when he really starts freaking out, like what w- w- what's his camera for?
1: The camera's on. It's rolling.
2: So, the rabbit. Uh, I put that on the bed in front of him, and now he's really... Whoa, whoa, what are you about to do? I put the dildo next to his his face, and um, I tell him, we're gonna now make a video.
1: It must be a familiar phrase to Joe. That's a basis of his $100 million business, right? But not like this.
2: I'd taken his identification out of his wallet in the same way that he does the videos with the girls going wild where he shows their id shows their face before i turn the camera on i say you know you're gonna say my name is joe francis i'm a boy going wild and i like it up the ass the irony of this is how i film girls on my videos so then i put the dildo between his butt cheeks
1: In a sec, you're going to hear our writer Natalie talking to Riley. Wait,
0: sorry, to to clarify, so the dildo just is between his butt cheeks, but
1: never up his butt?
2: Never up his butt, Okay. too far. I turn the camera back on and I zoom in tight on his face. The reason I'm tight on him is so anyone viewing the the video won't see that his hands are, are tied. So I pan from his face and I go down around his hands to the camera showing the dodo in his butt back to him. Joe had made his money was exploiting women. When a girl gets wild, what does that mean? Young girls that are most of the time high, drunk. And it gets them on film and he's the one that profits from it. They get a trucker hat or a t-shirt. You
0: gonna give me a t-shirt that says girls going wild?
2: So, to be able to get him on video reciting the phrase that he has the girls recite, yeah, that was that was a a, a gift that you know kept on giving.
1: More after the break.
0: I've always struggled with finding time to manage my finances. At the end of a busy week, the last thing I want to do is spend time budgeting all of my expenses or tracking down customer service teams to cancel old subscriptions I no longer use. But now, I use Rocket Money, and it does all that for me. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com infamous. That's rocketmoney.com infamous Follow The Price of Paradise now, wherever you listen
2: to podcasts. This is Infamous from Campside Media.
1: Back in Joe's big house in Bel Air, Joe's Boy Gone Wild video has been
2: made. Once I cut the camera off, I turn the lights back off, and he's now back in the dark. The hood goes back over his head. I take him back to the safe All of a sudden, he now knows the combination to the safe. He doesn't know what's going to happen next. He figures, all right, let me give it up. I do the combination, bang. There's a couple of watches in there. There's some some nice amount of cash in there. (laughs) I'll just take that for my time. Gas is high anyway, why not? (laughs) Now I'm thinking, what will the cops think when he eventually makes his his claim. There had already been plenty of burglaries all throughout Bel Air so I'm gonna make this also look like a burglary. That's one of the the goals is to just have him at fear like he's he's thinking the entire time that Muhammad sent someone. So I just want him at fear he can think of who it is who may I have fucked over. So that was the goal is just to keep him in the dark as to who sent me who I am. All throughout the ordeal, he kept saying, I know Muhammad sent you, just tell me. Whatever he's paying you, I'll pay you more.
1: Riley ignores Joe. He takes him downstairs.
2: I had a two-way radio and I had a, uh, a throwaway phone. I didn't want to have my cell phone with me and I pinged off of one of the towers and now they got my location if I ever got arrested. I'm talking with my guys on the throwaway phone and the walkie talkie, and we're going back and forth. We're coordinating my exit. I walk him out to the Bentley, put him in the back seat, face down.
1: Riley hops in the front and drives out of Joe's property through the gate, the proper way out. He's on the windy, quiet streets of Bel Air.
2: Joe's in the back seat. I have my guy in his car ahead of us, and he's guiding us now."
1: At this point, Riley says Joe is calm, as calm as you can be, lying face down in the back seat of a car.
2: He knows that if I wanted to kill him, it would have already been done.
1: Riley's going through the Bel Air gates, crossing Sunset Boulevard.
2: But I drive maybe a half a block down, and uh, I tell Joe, you know, wait a couple of minutes. Uh, you can get up and take off. I jump into my getaway car and we drive off.
1: Riley heads to a late night hangout. It's called Swingers. He enjoys a bowl of chili. And Joe is left all alone, just bound in the back of his Bentley.
2: I read the report of what happened to him after. He waited a, a couple of minutes. He worked his way out of the restraints. He got himself into the front seat and he drove to the Bellard guard Shack. and he runs to the shack and there's a, a, a lady inside. and he's like, "Help me, help me I've been I've been robbed." So when the cops arrived, uh, they hear him out, and the whole team make their way up to his home. And they get to his home and they were expecting to see it, you know, a a mess, but there wasn't anything that led them to believe there was a, a crime, a burglary of any kind.
1: But a crime had happened, and the way Riley would be discovered would be even crazier. More after the break.
0: Welcome to True Spies.
2: Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. You're listening to Infamous from Campside Media.
1: After Joe's been robbed and assaulted, he starts working with the LAPD. I mean, he wants to find the guy who did it. He may have thought the women in Panama City Beach who are starting to bring lawsuits against him... They didn't deserve justice, but he definitely thought he did. Riley, though, he wasn't too worried about being found.
2: Everything actually went as planned, and it was a clean getaway. I have gloves. He doesn't know my identity. There's nothing that ties me to it.
1: So Riley decides to continue his fear campaign, and he makes a few calls to Joe.
2: Non sequential bills. Hold on, hold on. Can I write it down? Can you give me a
1: minute? He calls Joe, asks for money.
2: Non sequential bills. How, how do I tell my bank non sequential bills? the serial numbers won't be in order.
1: This audio is a little fuzzy. It's from 2004, after all, and it's part of Riley's police file. Asks Joe to meet him with a bunch of money in trash bags. Joe has a kind of classic Joe response. You
2: have any yeah, you think there. that's going to be a little obvious? I'm carrying a fucking hefty bag half, down the street. I dollars weighs 22 pounds. To weigh 22 pounds. Double the hefty bag up, two three of them. Okay, so I'm going to carry three hefty bags down a fucking street. It'll be pretty simple. Second. Second option is I could go to a mutual friend and have him the money from you and I give him the tape. You're not going to meet me directly. I'm not going to meet you directly? Well, you have my fucking game. You'll get the tape. I'll call you later on today. I can't be on the phone too much longer. Bye-bye. Bye.
1: Maybe he had a hunch that the call was being recorded and potentially tracked. And he was right. Joe had let the cops record his home phone.
2: You tell me what you want. And I'm going to give it to you, but you are never to call my house ever again.
0: We have a fucking deal. And you're going to bring that fucking tape and you bring a camera so I can watch it.
2: And how, also, how, how do I know you've made no copies of that tape? Brother. We've been pretty
1: intimate it. Even with these recorded calls, the cops weren't having much luck finding out Riley's identity. The case went cold. Until one particular party where the most 2000 celebrity of this whole story gets involved. A woman who never met a camera she didn't like. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's That's right. Paris Hilton. Next time on Infamous. Sure, I don't know what happened. I'm just trying to find it for a morning a year ago.
2: They belly chained me, handcuffed me, and and shackled me naked in the shower, okay? the kidnap for ransom hail penalty of life without parole. At that point, it becomes uh, survival.
1: Infamous is a production of Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment. It's created, executive produced, and hosted by me, Vanessa Gregoriotis and Gabriel Sherman. Shoshi Shmolevitz is our managing producer and editor. Rajiv Gola is our Senior Producer, and Lily Houston Smith, Garrett Graham, and Grace Hearman are our Associate Producers. This episode of Boy Gone Wild was written for audio by Natalie Robamed, Riley Perez, and me. It was sound designed by Alistair Sherman, mixed by David Devereaux, and recorded by Ewen Lai Tremuwen. Campside Media's Executive Producers are Josh Dean, Adam Hoff, Matt Scher, and myself. Thanks to PJ Vote and to Campside's operations team, Doug Slavin, Aaliyah Papes, and Destiny Dingle. Much of the story appears in court and police records. If you're enjoying learning about Girls Gone Wild, please rate and review the show. It is so helpful. See you next week.